The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. We are live today, uh, not recorded, but this will be available a little bit later on. But I needed to catch my guest early today because she has an important speech to give a little bit later on at the Democratic National Convention today. My guest is Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, tell me a little bit about tonight. Um, first of all, anytime you get an opportunity to speak to this group, it's a big deal. It's an honor. Um, you are going to be talking, I know, about mail-in voting and the importance of this. What message are you going to deliver tonight without giving too much away? Well, look, we're in a time of great uncertainty in so many ways. There are so many challenges emerging day to day, and we want to give citizens the certainty that this November they will be able to vote by mail, particularly in Michigan, where that right's available to every citizen. And so we're going to be talking, myself and the California Secretary of State, uh, about that right, about how it is safe, secure, how there's zero difference between voting by mail or absentee, uh, and encouraging people to get informed about how, of all their options to cast their ballots this fall, to start planning now. You see that's been a recurrent theme over the past several nights about voting early, make a plan to vote, uh, and to then spread the word. Uh, once people plan to, for their vote, we want them to spread the word as well, because there are going to be a lot of efforts, and we're already seeing them, that, that are going to pour into states like ours to confuse our voters about the rights to vote by mail and the security of the process. And it's us as citizens that are most equipped to fight back against that misinformation. So that's what we'll be talking about. Well, we'll get to the post office in just a little bit because there's a lot going on there. But I do want to talk about our experience uh, in the primary with this. There were some votes that uh, did not arrive in time. Um, and right. we knew that was going to be uh, something that could potentially happen. So, so what advice are you giving to clerks in particular and also to voters about how soon they need to get this done? Well, we uh, starting today, which is the 75 day prior to election day, people can begin requesting to vote by mail and have their ballots mailed to them. And I look at it as really kind of three things. One, how are you getting your ballot? Number two, how are you returning your ballot? And number three, how are you ensuring your ballot's gonna be counted? And that applies to every single voter. You can get your ballot through the mail. You can request it be to be mailed to you starting today. You can also pick it up at your local clerk's office beginning late September, September 24th. And third, you can also get your ballot in person at your polling place on election day. Now returning your ballot, you have many options there as well. You can return it if it's mailed to you through a Dropbox at your local clerk's office or through the mail. And then of course you can always show up on election day and vote in your precinct. So all those options are available for our citizens uh, and we want people to choose the option that's best for them, but also be able to course correct if one option doesn't work out. We know what the challenges of the Postal Service, which we'll, we can talk about, means some people may not get their ballots in time, may not return them in time. And so there are always fail-safe options that we're creating and that are in place so that if you don't get your ballot in time, you can go to your clerk's office and request a replacement. And no matter what, at any point, you always will have the ability to show up on Election Day and vote there as well at your precinct. 
And and uh, I, I'm assuming that the various election officials around the state are are getting on board with this. Uh, I've seen in the community that that I'm in, you know, drop off drop boxes that were put there, you know, put them right in the mail slot, right at the city hall. You can do these sorts of things. Are they going out of their way to make sure that people have the option to get these things back? Yes, I mean, what we're seeing this year, um, number one, are record numbers of people voting. I mean, in our August primary, 2.5 million people voted. That was more than ever before in our state. And then we're also seeing a record number of people voting by mail. 1.6 million citizens voted by mail in our August primary. That was larger than any election ever, including past presidential elections. So we're all seeing those numbers. We know they're just gonna at least double, if not triple by November. And every election official is committed to making sure their voters, regardless of who they vote for, uh, can actually have their votes count and voice heard. So we have supported and funded the installation of close to 1000 drop boxes uh, in around, all around our state and every community. The clerks decide where they go. We'll have a searchable map on our website. It's, the list is already there, uh, but it's continuing to grow. But by September 24th, which is the first day that you can get and return a ballot for November 3rd, uh, that's when we'll have the full list of ma searchable map of drop boxes available on our website. And beginning, once you get your ballot, uh, which start they start going out September 24th, uh, you can return it at a drop box at any time. And as long as it's returned to your local drop box by 8 p.m. on election day, your vote will count. Uh is there an option for somebody, say they vote and they change their mind before election mm -hmm. day, can they go and basically spoil their previous ballot and vote again? Yes, they can. And this was an issue in the presidential primary when you had candidates dropping out and sure. leading up to election day. Uh, and up until uh, essentially the Monday prior to election day, you can go to your clerk's office and say, hey, I want to change my vote. Uh, and they, because votes aren't counted until election day, they will look up your envelope. They'll just grab your envelope and give it back to you because they don't even open the envelopes until election day. Uh, and you can take that, they'll destroy it, and you can replace that with a new vote right then and there. Well, my guest once again is Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. She's getting ready to deliver a speech a little bit later on uh, this evening at the uh, at the Democratic National Convention, talking about the importance of mail-in ballots, voting safely, and uh, making sure everybody gets to vote in this time of a pandemic. Uh, the post office. Michigan joined on to that multi-state lawsuit against the post office for some of the changes that we've been seeing, the elimination of overtime, the removal of mailboxes, sorting machines and facilities. The post office has backed off but there's still some suggestion that they haven't necessarily complied with what they said they were going to do at this point. What are we seeing? Yeah, I mean, we know that there have been words, but no actions, essentially. And the words uh, by the Postmaster General have been nothing more than a validation that he was wrong. He was wrong to remove sorting devices. He was wrong to order the, the, the elimination of overtime. And so we're glad that he's recognized that he's wrong, but now we need him to correct his errors. Uh, he has not removed or replaced those removed uh, sorting machines, for example. In fact, just yesterday, a day after these comments came out, we all received and saw the pictures of postal uh, sorting machines being removed in Grand Rapids and Traverse City and other parts throughout the country. Uh, so these words need to be backed up by actions uh, and they need to be backed up by a commitment to replace and restore the changes that were made prior to this reversal of action in course. Uh, and, um, and and only then will we begin to see a restoration of this, the level of service we've come to expect from our postal service. Well, I mean, the Postal Service did issue a, a letter of warning to Michigan among, I believe, 46 states. I, I think they sent the warning mm -hmm. to suggesting that the deadlines that you have in place to get your ballot in the mail are are, are too 
late, uh, that they can't guarantee that those ballots will be delivered to the post office in time. I believe Michigan's deadline is October 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Is there any discussion about potentially moving that up just in case the post office does not get their act together in time? Well, we're doing a lot of things to just in case the Postal Service doesn't get its act together, like the drop boxes that we talked about, uh, like encouraging uh, citizens to even return their ballots in person at the local clerk's office uh, for additional certainty. Uh, and, um, you know, on top of that, the Postal Service needs to work for our citizens. We have every citizen in the state has a right to vote by mail and the Postal Service is duty bound to make sure that right uh, is fully realized. Uh, that said, we've been in collaboration with the Postal Service you know, this entire year. I had a great relationship with the past Postmaster General. Uh, we had each other's cell phones. We would talk regularly. Our local staff have been talking with our Bureau of Elections. Uh, and they had made commitments like making sure every day there would be an all clear for all election mail in every post office. It would be moved to the next spot, wherever it was headed. Uh, and uh, we also redesigned our own envelopes for ballots to make them more easily to be identified and more efficiently moved through the postal service system. So we have had a great, we've had a great partnership. We've had a great collaboration. And so you know, we appreciate the letter. The letter reinforced a lot of the things we've already been doing. Uh, and uh, now we really just need the postal service to do its part and make the simple changes or simply restore uh, it to its past uh, uh, you know, minimal service and uh, replace those sorting machines, make it easier for our, our postal employees to do their jobs so that our citizens can be more reliant on uh, the service once again. Well, uh, Jocelyn Benson, my guest once again, Secretary of State here in Michigan, I, I don't want to suggest that some of these things have been done intentionally, but the president has gone out of his way to sort of confuse the issue on the difference between absentee, no reason absentee ballot, mail-in ballots. Uh, some states have all mail-in, like Washington, obviously. Um, and there's and, and trying to undermine people's faith in that system and get them to think differently. And I, I'm not going to say why he's doing it because I can't see inside his head. But how difficult has it been to sort of counter some of the narrative that is coming out about the safety and validity of mail in ballots? It's been it's been frustrating. I've tried to make lemonade out of it because, number one, going into this year, I was worried that people wouldn't know they'd be able to vote by mail. Our focus was on building the infrastructure and making sure people knew about it. Uh, and we don't have that problem anymore because people certainly know about it. Uh, and, uh, and that's been in some ways a silver lining, but of course uh, it's been messaging that has sowed seeds of, seeds of doubt in our electorate about uh, their confidence in the process, which really is, uh, is not what the facts bear out, meaning our system is secure. The results of our elections will be an accurate reflection of the will of the people come November. Uh, and the vote by mail system that we have built has a signature protection process in place so that voters must not only sign their application just to get a ballot, and that signature is matched with their voter registration signature, they must also sign the, the, the envelope in which the ballot is placed, and that signature before the ballot is even prepared to be tabulated must still be verified uh, as the voter's signature. And our clerks oftentimes will follow up if there's a missing signature or if there's uh, um, a signature that doesn't match. Uh, we've asked for legislation to require clerks to follow up in that regard, uh, because as you mentioned or alluded to earlier, 2,225 ballots statewide were unable to be counted in our August primary because of a missing signature or a mismatched signature on that ballot. But all that said, that is also a reflection of our security of our system uh, and the fact that we do have checks in place to ensure only valid voted ballots are counted. Well, and, and let's talk about that. I mean, in your time in this position, little, uh, obviously a, a year and a half or so, um, any indication that you have seen of voter fraud, 
no. because of mail-in ballots? No. In fact, in the decades in which we've had vote by mail in states like Colorado, Utah, Washington, Oregon, no uh, data, no evidence of fraud. And importantly, you know, I think it's important to, to recognize that, but it's also important to, to emphasize we've got systems in place to catch it if it does happen. I mean, people you know, do try to break the law sometimes. People do try to rob banks. And so we have security provisions in place to catch uh, those bad actors when they break the law and to persecute them as appropriate. And, uh, and so you know, that said, that signature process I talked about earlier, uh, if someone tries to forge a signature, we'll catch it and we will prosecute. So uh, that protection is key and our vigilance against any potential fraud uh, is important as well to emphasize because you know we're not going to stand for it, but we're also going to be truthful and say it's also not happening. Well, last subject I really want to get to, and that, of course, is uh, how long it may take to get a count. What did you learn from the primary and what can you project uh, realistically about when Michigan is going to know who officially won the state? Well, in our primary, we saw a number of counties were able to uh, deliver a, a full count the day after the elections. And let me step back and say the reason why things are different this year is because the majority of citizens, probably 60 to 70 percent who vote in November, will be voting by mail. That means instead of voting in person where the, the ballots are counted as we go uh, and then you can just print out the, the machine at the end of the day and, and report the total, Ballots are actually counted in some cases, not even they don't even start counting until after the polls close. Thousands of ballots, so it takes more time. Uh, that said, we've got absentee counting boards set up to process and count those ballots securely, and it again takes time. In August primary, it took some counties, four in particular, a full extra day. We didn't get the results until the end of the day on Wednesday for every county. Uh, that was with 2.5 million voting and 1.6 voting by mail. In November, those numbers will double. We'll have at least 5 million people voting. We'll have at least 3 million people voting by mail. Uh, so that time that it takes to count those ballots, of course, will double at least as well. So short answer to your question, based on that calculation, we're looking at Friday for when we're going to get results. Uh, if the legislature changes the law and makes it more efficient to process ballots, uh, you may get those results sooner, which would be nice because we certainly don't want to be the last state. Well, what, what could they do and what would you like them to do? Uh, not ex exactly expecting that to happen, but what could they do to make your life simpler in this regard? I mean, I, I hope they'll they'll um, make the life simpler for our clerks and our election workers by saying you can begin um, opening the ballot envelopes and preparing absentee ballots to be counted prior to election day. Nearly every state in our situation does this already, but we have an outdated law that has not been updated since citizens amended our state constitution to expand vote by mail in Michigan that says you can't begin processing absentee ballots until election day. We've asked to have an extra day on Monday to, for clerks to begin setting everything up, opening the envelopes, flattening the ballots, getting them ready to be counted. The ballots themselves will be still counted on Tuesday, election day. And that simple change could mean we get results uh, a day or two earlier, but it also importantly means our election workers will be more rested, they'll be less likely to be error prone, and we all want to make sure that our election workers are doing everything they can to ensure the accuracy of the account. Well, I, I do want to give you an opportunity to pitch for election workers because I know that we need them. Yeah, we do. Uh, democracy MVP is the name of our program, and Michigan.gov slash democracy MVP 
is where you can sign up to be an election worker. We're facing a significant shortage. We're able to fill our gaps and our needs because 7,000 people across the state volunteer for August. It is a paid position to work our elections in Michigan. Uh, so you also get paid as well as serving our democracy for the day. And you can get all the information you need to, to be a poll worker at michigan.gov slash democracy MVP. Uh, and, uh, and we've also partnered with Power to the Polls, which is powertothepolls.org, uh, which is the national effort to recruit poll workers. But it's probably, other than voting, the most important thing you can do to protect our democracy this fall, serving as a poll worker. All right. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has been my guest on the program today. She will be speaking tonight at the Democratic National Convention. What time uh, are you? Do you are you I don't know. In? They haven't told me that yet. Okay. I know it's following a tribute to John Lewis, which I'm very grateful to be a part of. Well, that's a tough thing to follow, though. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but, an honor to be a part of it. So. Absolutely. And then, of course, it is the, the message. We're making it easier to vote, not more difficult. Um, and right. uh, so far... It's been an interesting experiment here in Michigan, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing just how many people do this. Uh, it's going to be huge. and It is. It is. And maybe, we're right. Maybe a new we way going right. forward. All right. Well, Secretary of State, uh, we certainly do appreciate it very much. Jocelyn Benson, thank you. All right. Thanks, Greg. See you again soon. Right. Absolutely. Bye. That is, of course, Jocelyn Benson joining us here on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Uh, a reminder coming up a bit little a little bit later on. I think we're doing about two something today, and I'll confirm this, but... Um, Nikolai Vitti is going to be joining us. He, of course, is the superintendent of the Detroit Public Schools Community District. We've got a lot to talk about with him as well. Thanks for checking this out today. I do appreciate it very much. Don't forget the audio of this will be available as a podcast a little bit later on today. And a reminder, tomorrow at 1130, the week that was on Deadline Detroit, uh, Stephen Henderson is going to be joining me from the Detroit, well, from uh, WDET and uh, Detroit Public Television, and also former state representative and state senator Buzz Thomas will be joining us as my special guest for tomorrow's program. So we should have plenty to talk about there, obviously, with the conventions going on and everything else. So thanks for watching the Facebook live feed right now. We'll be back a little bit later on this afternoon with some more, and hopefully you will check that out as well. We'll talk soon. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.